Ryan's way of life is coming to an end. George finds himself alone. Nelson attempts to unite a country through sport. William lives for the risk, and bad hits rock bottom. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Best Actor, 2009. And the Oscar goes to... 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 Your heart's on... Jeff Bridges. Craig, I'm, I'm drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Well, it is, it's 11.17 where you are, so... Well, let me finish. I'm drinking a pistachio latte, which uh-huh. is a new thing at Starbucks. Okay. I, I ain't mad at it. Is it green? Is it colored green? No, it's not is green it, colored. Is it for St. Patrick's Day? I mean, honestly, I did think about that. I did think about that, but I don't think so because it's not. I mean, pistachio is not really a St. Patrick's thing, but no, the color. It's not. It feels kind of fancy for that, honestly. Yeah. Um, no. Did I ever tell you how, oh my God, the St. Patrick's Day that I spent in Dublin was the literally the most hungover I've ever been in my entire life. Those people, they go hard. Yeah, I, I mean, you were at my wedding on a St. Patrick's Day, and I can say that a lot of the Irish members of my wife's family also went, went very hard. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. That's what they do. It got me. The Murphys. Uh, Murphys. The Murphys. That was the other fun thing to do in Ireland, is find all the places that were named after me. <laughs> right, and then you would go around and say, <laughs> yeah, my, no, it's with two N's and an H, like yeah. the Irish spelling, and they'd be like, that's not how we spell it here. <laughs> And everybody who, looked like Jamie who Dornan. To, who, t- who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> you saw, you've seen, uh, you saw Belfast yet? Yeah, of course I saw Belfast yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you, you saw Belfast finally? Yeah, I saw Belfast. Yeah. yeah. Um, do we want to do this now? Do you want to do this now or you want to do it after? Talk about, oh, talk about my new, my new top 10. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's do it after, but I'm going to give okay. all of y'all, all y'all a spoiler alert. Belfast, not in my top ten. It's not in the top ten, no. but Jamie Dornan, handsome man. He is very attractive, and he's really singing in that, right? In that one, yeah, part? yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he early on they were having him perform that at some of their events. So, uh, like to promote didn't get him, the movie, didn't, yeah, didn't get him an Oscar nom. So didn't get it, didn't get it. I feel bad for Katrina yeah. Balfi. Yeah, also. So beautiful. Like I've, I've, se- I've seen a lot of places talking about the movie that was like, how nice of Kenneth Branagh to think that his parents are the two most attractive people yeah. that ever walked the <laughs> earth. It's very funny. Again, it's it's that it's that um, that that uh, we've talked about this before. That downtrodden, like that trope of like these women being like, what am I going to do? And it's like, well, you know what you could do to get out of Belfast during this like civil war is you guys could both go be models. Like you could just go model maybe like just go to London and just be walk down the street and have people fall at your feet trying to, I mean, the only, the only thing I would worry about if I was you is I guess like maybe Julie Christie would like have someone kill you because you would like (laughs) threaten her like reign. Her supremacy. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
But outside of that, you probably should just go to London and be a huge star. Yeah, that would be my, that if I could go back and give those two parents the advice, that would be what I would say. They are. Also, instead of like, uh, you know, I know it's difficult being away from your family, um, you know, doing these uh, construction gigs or whatever. Uh, and you probably have to be away from them other times. But, you know, you could be the new Frank Sinatra, handsome <laughs> man who sings very well. <laughs> Handsome man who sings very, very well. And his hot ass fucking wife that he dances with. Like, to be a fly on the wall when those two are having sex, legit, that's my, that's, that's my new fantasy. That is what I would want for myself. Like, that so you kid, are looking, you're looking for her to be more of an Outlander-esque. Yes. Katrina like, Upsetting, a very, my, my, and I'm looking for him to be more of a Christian Grey uh, sure. Yeah. Jamie Dornan. It is, Bring them together. It, is, it does seem absolutely absurd that there was no nudity in this movie at all. These people are both very attractive. Well, and that kid. And I. And I will say that's that's why they call. That's why they called it the Troubles. That's why they called it the Troubles. <laughs> that that kid. Although it's not in my top ten, that kid is really cute too. Yeah. And and unlike SJ, who we talked about on the in previous, we've talked about other kid actors. Not right. annoying. Did not find him annoying at all. Yeah. And very charming. All that could be the accent. I think it's my favorite accent. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's bred into you. It is. It's it the accent takes me of your forefathers. Takes me back to the old country. Yeah, that's right. Mm-mm-mm. Pistachio latte. <laughs> anyway. Go ahead and with your fucking. Oh, sorry. Nerd, I just have a. Shit. I just. Sorry. I have a quick ad read. Um, like movies, you also might like the pistachio latte from Starbucks. <laughs> Are you watching Pam and Tommy? Have we talked about this? No, I haven't watched it at all. Okay, it's uh, it's pretty good. I think it's interesting. Um, I feel sad that Pamela Anderson didn't want anything to do, like didn't want to do it because she comes like she comes across very well. I feel yeah. really that it reframes that whole story but there's like a scene they always have to like date it like stuff that's like from the 90s or like whenever they always have to have these like once these scenes and andrew dice clay is like a mobster and like somebody is like oh i got you this coffee it's from seattle it's from this this place called starbucks and he's like coffee from seattle (laughs) well what do i want this coffee from seattle and i'm just like you know what (laughs) We get that it's 1996 or whatever. Like, I don't know that we really, you don't need to hit it that hard. Hey, uh, how about you investing in this, uh, this website? It's called pets.com. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much like talk of like, uh, I got this new book. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I ordered it online. It's from this uh, little shop called Amazon. <laughs> There's so much talk of, uh, cause they sold the tape on the web. They're like, it's the World Wide web. You know, the web it just makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> um, Tommy Lee's like, where is it? They're like, it's online. Where's online? Anyway, it's a good show. All you right. should like it. You would like it. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right. Let's go through these. Our Oscar nominees were George Clooney for Up in the Air, Morgan Freeman for Invictus, Jeremy Renner for The Hurt Locker, Colin Firth for A Single Man, and Jeff Bridges wins for Crazy Heart. Golden Globe nominees. Bridges wins for Drama. Other nominees are Clooney, Firth, and Freeman, and Tobey Maguire 
for the movie Brothers. Do you remember the movie Brothers? Not at fucking all. No it's idea. It's Tobey Maguire, and I'm pretty sure it's Jake Gyllenhaal, and they play Brothers. Brothers? Uh-huh. And I think it's Natalie Portman is, like, in a relationship with Tobey Maguire, but then he is in the army and he gets shipped out. And uh, It's a very intense movie that I have not seen since 2009. Uh, comedy. Robert Downey Jr. wins for Sherlock Holmes. The other nominees are Matt Damon for The Informant, Daniel Day-Lewis for Nine, Joseph Gordon-Levitt for 500 Days of Summer, and Michael Stuhlbarg for A Serious Man. A Serious Man and A Single Man this year. Very, very different confusing. movies. Very, very different movies. Very easy to get confused, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The SAG nominees, uh, much like with the Academy Awards for the Best Actress, uh, same five, Jeff Bridges wins. Critics' Choice, Jeff Bridges wins. Um, it's the Oscar nominees plus Viggo Mortensen for The Road, because uh, Critics' Choice does six. The BAFTAs, Colin Firth wins. Um, the other nominees are Clooney, Bridges, Renner. Well, they're, and fucking, a- they're fucking biased right there. Yeah. Uh, and Andy Serkis for a movie called Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll, which I... Uh, I'm not familiar with. I know the term, of course, because it's how I live my life. <laughs> but <laughs> we're really on fire today. Thank you. Uh, New York film critics George Clooney, LA film critics Jeff Bridges, National Society of Film Critics Jeremy Renner. So everybody but Morgan Freeman uh, takes down some sort of bellwether award. Racist. Yeah, let's jump into it. Why don't we talk about Morgan Freeman first? Because Invictus was the only one of these movies that I had not seen in a decade. Mm, what's the, like, line? Oh, no, actually, I'm I hadn't the, seen a single man either, but... Um, I'm the captain of my soul? Is that the, is that the poem? Invictus or whatever? That what sounds... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Right. I literally watched it three days ago, and I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, this that's is about not right. a good. It's not a good movie. It's like, not it's, a good movie. Um, it's also, honestly... Obviously, Nelson Mandela, extremely important figure. Um, Morgan Freeman, fantastic actor. Not sure it's actually as good a great fit. The I think because Morgan Freeman's voice is so distinct, yeah, the accent always feels a little off. Like he's yeah. really struggling with it. I will I will freely admit that the South African accent I think is one I struggle with. I can never tell if someone's doing it well or not because I think it's the such only a thing weird I can accent. Say in a South African accent is. Sithi Friki. Is that right? Sithi Friki. Sithi Friki. Sithi Friki. Right? If we have any, if we have any listeners from uh, South Please Africa, let, me know let us if I know. Nailed that. Let us know how our accents are. So, mm-hmm. um, I think he also just reads very more. Like he's again, and this is, I think, uh, a product of his stardom. And his yeah. l- later career is that he just always reads so Morgan Freeman. So him playing like a, a, a real life person is he's he's not a Meryl Streep, honestly, who kind of always can like is a little bit more of a chameleon. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's great, but he's always Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um yeah, for if you haven't seen Invictus, it's basically it's a true life story. Nelson Mandela, right after he becomes president of South Africa, uh, basically feels like the best way to kind of bring the two sides of the country together: the 
primarily black and more liberal side and the more Afrikaans white side is by embracing the rugby team, which is mostly white Afrikaans uh, team members, I guess you would say, uh, in the world rugby world cup. Um, but it's Matt, a really standard, it's a really, and- yeah, it's a really standard issue sports movie that just kind of, that's, you know, based on real events. It is weird that Clint, it's sort of weird Clint Eastwood directed this movie. I feel like it's not, I mean, even though he tends to do kind of different things, this doesn't feel like it was really up his alley either. Well, there's minorities in it, so that's, that's, yeah, that's, and, and not just, uh, you know, Mexican women he's sleeping with or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't have much to say about Invictus. Uh, it's not a, it was a movie that I, when I went back and looked, I was surprised because it was not one of the nominees for best picture, but it was nominated a bunch of like precursors. Like it was a critic's choice. It was one of the top 10 movies. And so, um, it did get a bunch of nominations and obviously I don't remember, but probably was like, it was in the running. It was like, there were 12 movies that it looked like might get nominated for best picture. And yeah. Invictus was one of those. Well, those, so. mo- those like feel good, like movies sort of always. Yeah. I feel like it probably, it probably honestly, it probably got bumped by the blind side because yeah. they're both sports dramas. Sp- yeah, and Yeah. Sports you know. drama, feel good, whatever. Yeah. That's it. Also, That's it's it. funny. Also, I mean, I guess he is the like main character, but it's just as like he, I don't know. I don't know. It almost isn't his story in a weird way. Like yeah. it is, but it is, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it, it's just, uh, it's fine. It's inoffensive. Also, uh, did you notice that the guy who plays like his main bodyguard in the movie is the guy in hotel Rwanda, who's like the really bad employee. No, <laughs> and I, I was didn't. like, don't I you? Didn't <laughs> he's the one, uh, he's the really bad employee that's like just like living in the suites, like, oh, yeah, 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 and taking like, all the time. I was like, yeah. don't trust that guy, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> that guy's not trustworthy at all. Just gonna be hanging out at the presidential mansion, drinking champagne, selling you out to the Hutus. Like, <laughs> you don't want the- that. Is don't bring up Hotel Rwanda, <laughs> really put a dark damper on this entire. On this wonderful world that we're currently living in. Please don't bring up genocide. You're right. That was the uh, last time that something bad happened, and I just yeah. don't want to think about it anymore. You're right. That's You're it. Right. That was the last time. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Clooney, because we did 2011 at the end of the year and talked about The Descendants a lot, and I feel like Up in the Air kind of directly leads to The Descendants because it's... It's it's sort of similar in that it's it's kind of treading on Clooney's charm mm-hmm. for us to there's like the character. Of, yeah, there's not but a lot of there there. It's it's very yeah. dependent on George Clooney. But it's but it's sort of up like Descendants ups the stakes, like gives it a little bit more drama. I feel like that wasn't in Up in the Air that he thought like, well, this role like people like me, they like me, George Clooney. But we'll make it a little bit more dramatic, and maybe yeah. now I can win Best Actor. Yeah. Well, also, I would say work. it did work. <laughs> I would say Up in the Air is more of a two-hander too. Like it relies yeah. on on Anna Kendrick as well. Um, I like this movie more than The Descendants. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's a little yeah. lighter and a little yeah. more fun. Um, I don't know. Again, kind of in the same vein of Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman got a Morgan Freeman. Like this is yeah this 
performance is just George Clooney being charming. We talk a lot about like when we were talking about like um, uh, about about actor winners or whatever that they always need to have like they don't need to have, but the Oscars love like that one scene, right? Of like like the you know in our podcast last week like Monique won for really that one scene like. You know, yeah. that one scene with Mariah Carey. There's the, the big emot- emoting scene or whatever to point to. And I just, I, I mean, when he finds out that Vera Farmiga is married. It's too small. It's, it's too very subtle. Yeah. yeah. What they needed, what would have won it, what would have put him in the running. I don't know that it would have won it for him anyway. Uh, but is, you know, we talk about like, with Sandra Bullock winning this year, like it was, you know, this movie star, but it was in a issues movie. Yes. And they try and filter in some of the issues stuff. Cause this is, you know, right post the 2008 economic collapse. And it's, you know, the, his job is flying around and firing people. Mm-hmm. And the end of the movie is all these people like talking about, you know, what they care about. That's more important to them than their job and money, et cetera. They could have written him like a speech to give to Jason Bateman, you know, like uh, before he went back out on the road. That's like, you know, I identify with these people that I'm going in and meeting with, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it would have worked for the movie, but it needed something like that. I feel like for the performance to be uh, recognized more by awards bodies. Yeah, it's funny. I think it would have weakened the movie and made it more trick, trickly, trick, trick. But but I think it maybe would have won him. Maybe would have won him the Oscar. Right. Yeah. Because he's very, again. He's very. It's he's very likable. He's great. Who he doesn't like being around George Clooney? Yeah. yeah. And and again, I'm not saying that to, in order to win an Oscar, you should have to have this big moment. I'm no. just saying that's how you usually do. Yes. Like we're not saying that that's good. It's that's just right. But that's just we the, watch a lot of Oscar movies. Listen, we, we watch just a know lot. We watch a we're lot scholars. Of okay. You can't see, but I'm playing with my hair and just yeah. making my costume. This also cast, you know, we've talked about this before with him. Um, this sort of cast him in between, like, I feel like where people want to see him, which is they either want Danny Ocean or they want Doofus Clooney. Yeah. Um, and this is, like, kind of in between because we're seeing him, like, not get the girl. Yep. Ultimately. Yeah. Um, he's be not the coolest, slick, but also be. He's not the coolest man on earth. Yeah. Um, but he's also not just like a very handsome man that we feel like we're superior to because he's dumb. So, yeah. I feel like it's this weird middle ground that again he's great in, but um, I think people like their Clooney in, in two different kinds, and this yeah. this falls two between di- those two. Two different. They want either I- they want Burn After Reading or Brother Where Art Thou, or they want. Ocean's Eleven, out of sight. Out of sight, yeah. You're right. I like when he goes... You're right. I think you're right. I yeah. do like... I like I like Mike Clooney in all forms. And I like when yeah. he goes to his sister, played by Melanie Linsky's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very... And he's kind of like out of his element, but then sort of saves the day at the end. It's like a very... Um, I mean, I like it. He 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 goes on a journey in this movie, and it's it's good. It just is not flashy enough for the audience. His be- his honestly, that might be the best scene. Like, if flashy didn't matter, is when he asked her the night before if she, she has anyone to walk her down the aisle. Yeah. 
Um, and she's like, oh, uh, well, it's going to be Jim's uncle. Yeah. yeah. He's been really, sp- and he just kind of has a moment. It's like, oh, good. no, I just want yeah, to make no, sure. Yeah, just make sure. Yeah. 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 yeah he thought he it's like, well, nice asshole, thing. if you wanted to do it, you should have been around your sister's lives, you know? You, you got one sister living in the hotel because she's separated. The other one's married Danny fucking McBride. Like, yeah. get it together, George Clooney. You, you should have stepped in a long time ago to break that shit up. Yeah. All right, where should we go next? Should we go to Iraq? Should we go to London? Let's go to Iraq. Iraq. Okay. <laughs> We're talking Jeremy wars. Renner, Hurt Locker. We're talking wars here. Yeah. Jeremy Renner ended up being a real fucking weirdo, but mm-hmm. uh, he's great in this movie. And we talked about this movie a lot when it, because this is the Oscar winner from this yeah. year. This movie's great. Great fucking movie. Um, I love this performance. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I think it gets, uh, in terms of being like a lead performance, at times it gets a little overshadowed just because the movie making is so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. That like, and I think we've talked about this when we talked about the movie, that like you feel like you get the most clued into his character actually at the very end of the movie when he's back home and he's in the supermarket and like that he's this guy who can who take off all this protective equipment and dismantle a bomb that's inside of a child, but he can't pick out a cereal from yep. like a whole row of cereal. And that's when you get who he really is. Uh, because I think the stuff, Catherine Bigelow's work with all the stuff when they're in Iraq is like just so incredible and tense that it's, it's a little more about the set pieces. Yeah. The star Um, of the movie is tension. Yes. It's, I think the, the, and, and what that sort of, and he's just representative of what that tension kind of is, does to these guys that have, right. That are dealing with this, but you're right. It's, it's, it's secondary to the, to the set pieces that she has set up that are so stressful to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's terrific in this movie. I don't think he's, I mean, I tend to always like Jeremy Renner and stuff. He's never, I think really been given another role like this, which is sort um, of unfortunate. I agree. Did you watch, um, Hawkeye? I did. I loved it. I thought it was so good. And I thought, I thought he was so, again, it's so weird that he's like a weirdo dude in in real life because he's so charming and likable in the yeah. movie. Which and Haley Stein, Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh are both I find eminently likable. Also, yeah. I find Me them too. very easy to watch. So. Me too. But it's very it's it's a testament to Jeremy Renner's sort of like talent that like I he really pulled off a lot of the heartwarming comedy stuff in that mm-hmm. show, and then he's very off putting in the Hurt Locker. Like he's, yes, that yeah. char- this character is very um, not likable, you know. No, and, yeah. Um, Anthony yeah. Mackie literally almost blows him up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has yeah, to really a, think about it. Yeah, yeah. He has to really think about it. It's a really fucking good movie. Yeah, um, it is a movie it. that I think I again uh, we talked about this last time with an education. I think I appreciate the Hurt Locker a little bit more every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. I think also the further we get from the. U.S. invasion of Iraq. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. this actually, I kind of in the lead up, this seemed like it was really a 
two-person race, uh, and Colin Firth was the ultimate runner-up kind of everywhere. Uh, but that's, this was the person that I remember that's them thinking. That's the story of I, Colin Firth's fucking life, man. Well, until one year later when he wins for King's Speech, you know. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> but he's always, he's, he's always the runner-up to Hugh Grant. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Not in my heart, though. I love Colin Firth. Absolutely adore him. I mean, he's the original Mr. Darcy for me, so. Right. Um, um, I don't like this movie, though. No, I don't at all. It looks <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, Tom I, Ford I think, directed, so it I think looks I remember so cool. when I saw it originally, like, not loving it by any means. I wasn't, like, upset it wasn't, like, a Best Picture nominee, but thought it was good. And then I hadn't watched it in, you know, over a decade. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, it's very um, self-indulgent, I guess, yeah. maybe. It's just super, like languid. I'm just like, get to the fucking... And again, part of that too is maybe like there's just been so many better movies made about like the gay experience, you know what I mean? In, right. In, in a time where it was not okay. But... Yeah. Um, societally. But um, yeah, I just... I, I think it's a drag. Yeah. And he is good in it, but he re- there's only really one scene in it that I feel like he really gets to act. Yeah. Like, he's great in the scene. So the movie is about, he basically, it's, just, it's the 60s, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, he's this English, or he's this British professor in the 60s in a gay relationship. His husband partner goes back to America, or they're in America? I think they're in America. Yeah. Because Julianne Moore is, Amer- is not doing an accent, right? I can't remember. God, I can't remember. I just watched it. Yikes. It might be because it's heightened, but maybe, she, or maybe she's British, but I still think they are in America. Anyway, his partner goes home, dies in a car accident, and he basically is not allowed to publicly mourn because his family doesn't want anything to be known about the fact that he was gay. Um, Matthew Good getting three seconds of screen time and mm-hmm. then getting in a car accident. <laughs> Talk um, about that's that's a always a bridesmaid, never a bride, Matthew. Good. Yeah. God, great actor. Um, but that phone call is great. He's great getting that phone call. That probably was the Oscar scene, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing much else for him to do. No, because they don't, yeah, Tom Ford just, they make him look amazing. He is yeah. so, and he is like an incredibly good looking guy. And yeah. then he's just kind of morose, just kind of mopes around for a while and is just quiet and like, uh, keeps trying to kill himself kill, and kill, can't do it. Himself. Yeah. And then luckily has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> yeah. End of story. End of a story. Single, hey, title cards, a single man. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's a no from me, dog. Yeah. And I love him. And I I and I and I think he's, you know, I think he's doing the best with what he's given, which is just not a lot. Yeah. Um, Tom Ford, director. Remember that was a thing? He did Nocturnal yeah. Animals also. Mm-hmm. Also, which is not a great movie. People no. like flipped over that too. And I'm like, really? But that movie at least had somewhere to go. It's just a, that's such a, it's like a, such a crazy movie. Yeah. It was like, at least there's some plot here to go along with Tom Ford. Just wanting to make everything, you know, look like nice clothes and nice places. Yeah. Moody. Yeah. The clothes were um, great. The clothes were great though. The clothes are always great. What's going on with Tom Ford now? I don't know. He pops up in House of Gucci. 
right? Young John. Is he? Oh, well, the character the is character, Tom Ford. Sorry. It's not. Yeah, that's right. Young, young Tom Ford, young Texas boy, Tom Ford. Um, yeah. Sorry. Stick to stick to designing, buddy. Buddy. Okay, pal. Hey, friend. Hey, friendo. <laughs> um, All right. Okay. Let's talk about. Let's talk about bad. Bad Blake. Bad, bad Blake. Bad Blake. What's his last name? I don't think we know his last name. He just goes by Bad Blake, and then at the end of the movie, he tells Maggie Gyllenhaal what his real first name is, but I don't remember if they ever say his last name. Um, listen, we love Jeff Bridges. <laughs> we here on this podcast, the Oscar should have gone to. That's the bar? Yeah. That's the name we stuck with? Yeah, that's what we decided to go with. Um... We are Jeff Bridges' stands. Yeah. They are, they are, he, I think his pronoun is a he. He's a great dude. Seems like a very yeah. nice dude, too. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I also think this is a good performance. It's just very much like an Oscar performance. Like, I don't think there's any, I'm sure, like, they're nodding to the fact that they put Robert Duvall in this movie because it's basically tender mercies. He growls just the whole time. Yeah. You know? It's not my genre. It's tough for me because this the music is not. I know people like liked it too because um, it's kind of a musical because there yeah. he does his own singing and there's songs written really for the movie. Yeah, T Bone um, Burnett. T Bone Burnett. Um, and um, it's just not my. It's just not my genre. It's not my right. type of movie. It's not, not your t- not your tempo. Not my tempo. I'm not marching to this beat. Not my tempo. <laughs> That's not my tempo. What is that from? Whiplash. Whiplash, right. That movie very much is my tempo. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not for me. Um, and I think he's great in it. I don't know what else to say. It also feels very... Again, Jeff Bridges, Morgan Freeman, George Clooney. Th- these are exactly the type of performances that I would... This is like if you... if Mar- Martians, if aliens came down and were like, uh-huh. what are these dudes all about? I'd be like, okay, we'll watch this movie and you'll get an idea. We'll watch this movie and you'll get an idea because they just kind of are unabashedly themselves, can't not be in all of them. Right. Um, I don't know. Do you have, I don't know what else to say about Crazy Heart. Um, yeah, I mean, I the music does do it for me. I'm a country music fan. I'm a Texas boy. You know, we all know this. I'm into, you know, Longhorns and and you know scaling back abortion rights that's right exactly you love um that. yeah all the things um identifying the parents of trans children these are these are all things that are important to me <laughs> craig Jorsai. um so texas barbecue yeah. you know yeah you know all the things um ted cruz and I actually, I really do like the the music in the movie. And I love, like, I think Colin Farrell's really good as, like, this, like, Kenny Chesney party rock yeah. country guy that's basically learned the trade from Bad Blake and now has taken it into arenas as opposed to, you know, the theaters that Blake was probably playing at at his top level. Um and usually I'm not a super fan of the It's Time Oscar. But in a year like this where I don't, like, I'm not bowled over really by any of the nominees, like, completely, 
I'm sort of fine with it. Like, I'm fine with, like, if that's what's going to, like, tip the scale one way or another. And we're saying, like, oh, well, it's, you know, for me, it's like Jeff Bridges and Jeremy Renner, I think, are the two best performances of the year. But I have quibbles with each one. And Jeff Bridges has been an important actor in Hollywood for 40 years. Like, sure, that can that can weigh the scale to Jeff Bridges for me, you know. Yeah. Um, yep, I agree. Can we rank them? Yeah, we can rank them. You want to go first? Uh, yeah, wait, who's the fifth one? We, I got Freeman, Clooney, Bridges, Renner. Firth. Firth. Okay, so Firth, I'm sorry I'm putting last, just because it's just not, there, it, there's just a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to go Freeman. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to go Clooney. Mm-hmm. And then Renner, and I'll give it to Jeff Bridges. Um, I'm basically running that back with you. I'm going to flip Firth and Freeman because while I, I mean, I'd rather not watch either of them again, but I'd rather watch Invictus again. I think it's just like a, you can throw that on in the background, whatever. Um, I don't think it's a very good performance. Where the difference is, like, I really don't like a single man as a movie, but I think he's doing the best he can with it. Sure. Um, so I'm flipping those two, but otherwise, uh, it's probably just the, I mean, again, not a great year for acting performances on either side. No. And again, the Heart Locker, I like way more than Crazy Heart. I just right. think, it, oh, I yeah. think the degree of difficulty probably for Jeff Bridges is. Now, let me ask you higher. something. Would you put yourself in your, the Maggie Gyllenhaal character? Mm-hmm. What about I this often man? Do. I often yeah. do. What about this man would make you this, you know, sort of rock bottom tilting alcoholic, past his prime country music star would make you want to fuck him? Well, he would make me feel better about my own alcoholism. So mm-hmm. it'd be like, well, at least I don't drink as much as this guy does. That's true. Yeah. So there's that. And you know, there's going to be a lot of booze around his house. Yeah. But it does seem like it's mostly McClure's. You're not like, no. I know you don't mind a bourbon, but you're not a I'm bourbon not person, a big really. whiskey in general, you yeah, know, person. So. Um, not a big brown. I'm more of a gin girl myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually probably would want to go to London and spend some time with Peter Sarsgaard's character. Because <laughs> I, bet, I bet he was more of a gin guy. Um, <laughs> From an education? For yeah. sure. Or, I mean, you probably actually just want to go hang out with Julianne Moore because she... Well, what's funny is, is, is isn't Maggie Gyllenhaal married to Peter Sarsgaard? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, probably more of a yeah. person. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I would not fuck Jeff Bridges. I would fuck Colin Firth for sure, though. Yeah, he wasn't interested in you, my, though. No, he was... <laughs> let's be real, none of them are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do, I do have another performance, though, that I think is better than all of these. Give it to us. And that's Michael Stuhlbarg. Mm-hmm. Guys, the time has come for us all to rise up and demand the uh, uh, um, uh, Michael Stuhlbarg uh, fandom. Did you did you watch dope? Did you watch dope? Did you watch Dope Sick? No. Is he in it? He is. It's really good. Okay. Um, but he is playing like it's. 
it gives you an idea, and I know you don't like this movie, so it maybe is not a great example to bring up, but if Stuhlbarg had played the DuPont role in Foxcatcher, the Steve Carell role. Oh, yeah. I would have liked it more. I mean, part of the well, reason I really Stuhl, don't like playing, he's playing Richard Sackler. Okay. Of the Sackler family. Okay. So, um, okay. <laughs> but I actually really, ch- I mean, it's, it's a super dark show because it's about the opioid epidemic. But yeah. if you want to jump into, you know, eight hours of darkness, I think it is super well done. And I was actually elated when Michael Keaton won the SAG Award I'm gonna put for it. it. I'm going to put it on my, my it's on It's on my Hulu. List. Dope sick. I'm going to put it on my, my list. Here's the thing. I, I really love, talk about range. That motherfucker is so... Mm-hmm. He, like, from, he played the gangster in um, Boardwalk Empire. He's right. so good and so, like, scary, but, like, low-key scary in that show. Arnold and Rothstein, right? Arnold, that's who Arnold was. Rothstein, that's exactly right. Arnold Rothstein. And then in Call Me By Your Name, he's, like, a supportive, nice dad. And he's a crazy, neurotic dude in this movie. And yeah. I, and it's a really, it's both, like, manic and like a little stressful and also really funny there's like and that was also like him kind of coming out of nowhere because Mm -hmm. when he did the movie they kind of plucked him he was a stage actor he was i saw him in the pillow man he played billy crudup's younger uh mentally challenged brother in the pillow man on broadway and he had just done hamlet in the park so he's um, a great actor and and again this movie unlike a single man a serious man I like it's a lesser Cohen, but I like it more every time I see, I like it more every time I see it. Yeah. I think it's I mean it's a weird movie. Um, yeah, and that's probably I don't even know if it's a lesser Cohen. I think it's a top. It's I think not it's the a top. top t- you know what? It's, it's not a- the top. It's not the top Cohen for me, but it's 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 no. It's, it's closer. not inside Lewin Davis. It's not Fargo, but it's but it's up yeah. there. I yeah. like, I really think it's a weirdo bizarro movie, and he carries it the whole way through. And yeah. it's both funny and also you like really feel for him. And yeah. um, I just think it's fucking great. And yeah. I, I'm sorry to apologies to Jeff Bridges, but like I think it is a more nuanced, interesting performance in a better movie. So yeah. I'm giving it it's to fair. Michael Stuhlbarg. Stuhlbarg. Stuhlbarg Nation, rise up. Listen, I wanted to revisit a serious man so I could kind of do like a quick Close comparison. I didn't get a chance to, but I am going to go with you for right now. I'm going to try and see if I can fit in a serious man the next couple weeks um, where all crazy art still uh, fresh on mind. Rewatch and I'll, everybody. And I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll I'll tell you. Yeah, put it back on. Put it's, back it's, on I think guys. it's pretty, it's not super long. No, it's really not. And it, yeah. it goes by. I, it feels even faster than it is because it has yeah. kind of like a frenetic pace to it. Yeah. It goes by quickly. It's a fucking good movie. Everybody yeah. watch this fucking movie. Yeah. Serious man. Um, all right, Meg. Let's oh. do it. Oh, Megan here. has a new... Megan has a new... We both have new top tens. New top tens. But do you want me to go first? I'll go first because mine, mine didn't change quite as much as yours did just because I had seen more stuff. I finally watched more movies, so I... Yeah. So, all right. So here we go. Ten to one. Number ten. I have Cyrano. Nine in the Heights. Eight Red Rocket. Seven Shiva Baby. Six The Power of the Dog. 
Five, a hero. Four, the humans. Three, nine days. Two, the worst person in the world. And number one, The Lost Daughter. So that bumped from when we did it at the end of the year, three movies off my list. Um, it was West Side Story, Licorice Pizza, and Zola. Got bumped, and I added Worst Person in the World, A Hero, and Cyrano. Okay. Um, for me, 10 is The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Number nine, but that was like number four or something originally, yes. I think. So it yeah, got... So- it got pushed way down. Still yeah. there, though. Uh, eight is Dune. Seven is The Alpinist. Six, Drive My Car. Five, Power of the Dog. Four, Licorice Pizza. Three, Come On, Come On. Two, West Side Story. One, Worst Person in the World. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Now. Do you, do you still have still- some stuff to see? I still have a few things to see. I still, I haven't seen, as far as Best Picture nominees go, I haven't seen Don't Look Up, (laughs) which I'm just really, I'm just stealing myself for. Um, And I haven't seen Coda. So Mm -hmm. I got to do those two for sure. Uh, As far as like other non-nominated stuff, I have to see Flea. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. It's on Hulu. uh, Great. Oh, it's on Hulu. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to see that. And then, um, sorry, the other movies. Oh, I got to see that. I want to see Benedetta and mm-hmm. The Green Knight. Oh, and Parallel Mothers, too, I guess I got to see. Yeah. I think The Green Knight is actually now on one of the streamers for free also, but I'm not really? sure which one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think we ever, so you didn't like Lost Daughter. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't love it. I didn't, Hmm. I love her. I think she's incredible. Like, it's Mm -hmm. so, she's so good. But I found... Too close to home? Yeah, uh uh-huh. That's (laughs) that's what it is. That's what it is. It was a deeply, it was, it was a unpleasant couple of hours to spend Mm -hmm. with her. Sure. And I didn't really get, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I didn't really, I don't think what happened to her in the past... I didn't think it really, it didn't make sense with her behavior in the present. Like Mm. it was, it didn't fully jive for me. Um, But, uh, and there was some other stuff that was like sort of just confusing. Um, But um, she's great. Ed Harris is great. Love me some Ed Harris. But it didn't make the top, the top 10. That's fine. You know, it's fine. Apologies to the lost daughter. Yeah, um, you the, know, the act, lost, the lost daughter, <laughs> just the actual lost daughter. The yeah. actual, <laughs> plural yeah. though. The, we call the, ourselves the, we call ourselves the lost daughters. That's the, the fan club. Yeah, the, <laughs> the fan club <laughs> of the lost daughters. Uh, yeah, that was my hot take. But I did really love um, Drive My Car. I thought it was great, and for three hours went down pretty quick. Um. This is not spoilery. Um, I like to drive my car quite a bit. I did. I think I've said this before. To me, it's not um, every film critics association best picture good, although I liked it. Um, I actually like the first segment of the movie better than the rest of the movie. Like the whole lead up with him and his wife oh, was my yeah, favorite. That's so was my funny. favorite part of the movie. That's so funny. That was yeah. No, that was not my favorite part of the movie. When the girl came in, the the cigarette smoking girl, I was like, I'm sold. 
The titular drive. The titular drive. (laughs) Loved her. Loved her so much. Do you think she knows Ryan Gosling's character, (laughs) the driver? It's so funny that that's such a skill, I guess, that's in in high demand. You know what they should do? You know what they should do for Fast... Like, anybody can do it. You know what they should do for Fast 10? Is they should bring in her and the driver from Drive. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part, but the movie is so fucking Japanese. Who do you think would, who do you think would win in like, like, it's like a, like a long distance, like a four hour, like driving competition. Do you think it would be her or Letty? Let me tell you something. She, the, this is the best part. This movie's so Japanese. When the, he's giving her a compliment on her drive, like he's like, I've never been, dri-, says something like, I've never been driven so well. It's so smooth. I could fall, like, we, I barely feel it when we stop and go or whatever. Like, let me tell you something. When Letty stops and she goes, you oh, feel you're it. feeling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. feeling it. She's not, yeah. a, she's not what we would call a subtle driver. No, 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 no. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Anyway, I still think that's a good idea, and I'm going to add Vin Diesel. Um, yeah, because I, sure. feel, like those, two I, fa- <laughs> I feel I like those two. I feel like those two fan bases very open to criticism and um, hearing. Yeah, other well, I feel like those two fan bases really overlap. So I think I think they would like to see her character and how she can help take on Cipher in the next Fast film. <laughs> What's funny about that is I love both those movies. I yeah. love both those movies. Yeah. Anyway, it um, ended up being, honestly, I, thinking back on it, but I think before I had been like, I don't know about the movies from 2021, but now I'm looking back at the list and I'm like, oh no, I genuinely really love a lot of these movies. Look, I think one thing that I have learned is that, you know, I think 2020 particularly was a weird year, obviously, but I think in general. Oh, really? Why? What happened? Oh, well, uh, there was. So so much personally, oh, it was yeah. it's all on it's me. It's more about you. Um, but I think if you look back, like at a lot of years, like you can always find like twenty twenty five like really good movies. It's just how many of those movies does the Academy like care to like pay any attention to? Mm-hmm. And I just think that varies year by year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, like our friend, our friend Clayton Davis put up there's been a twitter thing going around where people put up their like top 10 from the last or their number one from the last 10 years and then he was like also what's your number two from the last 10 years and compare them and 2019 and 2017 which i think people generally consider like fantastic movie years 2017 we're talking get out and call me by your name and phantom thread and ladybird and 2019 is little women and once upon a time in hollywood and parasite and his top two in 2017, was like I, Tanya and Mudbound. What? And in 2019, it was 1917 and the two popes. And I the was like, two what popes? is popes? I was like, what? what's happening? What is going on? <laughs> is he but, okay? People made the Irishman and Little Women, and you're putting and neither of those are even in my top two, and you're putting the two popes. The two popes? How dare you? Anyway, How, so even he's Jeremy perso- Irons, I feel like would be like. So Clayton, if you're Clayton, listening, you're your persona, your persona non grata on this pod. Yeah, get out of here. Although, actually, then I, I think I looked at this. I think I saw his thing, and he gave a lot of love to Inside Lewin Davis, my favorite fucking movie. Yeah, and he also he's a big come on, come on person. And and he loves come on, come on, which I also yeah. 
really fucking loved. So I don't know. You know well, what? It, it, it gives and it also, he gives and he also takes away. Yeah. Um, anyway, my list, uh, of the last 10 years, substantially better than his, but we'd love to see yours, you know, tweet at, uh, you can tweet at us at the Oscar should tell us what your top two movies were of the last 10 years. Hey, that's or, something we've never unless, done before. Unless, yeah, <laughs> unless they're bad. Unless don't, it's the two popes, then don't even bother. And honestly, don't send us like, you. you know, like Dinesh D'Souza or whatever. Like if that's one of your favorite movies, I don't need to hear about it. No, we're good. But, um, but otherwise I'd be interested in um, scouring through your list and then spitting on it if I don't like it. <laughs> and if you think we missed, uh, if you think we're wrong about Stuhlbarg, yeah. Um, let us know. Let us know yeah. why it should have been, I don't know, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer, why he should have brought home that Oscar. Um, musical performance alone. Meg, plug? Um, you can follow us. Ooh, I don't think I know. You're not going to do this. No, right, right. So. Mm-mm-mm. Rate and review. I like reading the reviews, so if you haven't left a review... Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling extremely fragile. So, uh, you know, unless you want me to slip off the edge of this precipice that I'm standing over, you'll say something nice about me and my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, a famously visual medium. Um, I did want to give a shout out to, uh, we have a listener, Andre Souza, who sent us, a, sent me a very nice message that I, uh, shared with Megan that, uh, just talking about the pod and how much he's enjoyed it uh, since he discovered it uh, and sort of binging through it over the last few months. So we thank you for that, Andre. It's always nice to hear that someone out there is listening and likes this because most people God knows we don't. Yeah, we're, Listen, we're just like we're this is community service for us, so we just got to keep doing it till our time's up. Um, you can follow us at the Oscar Should on Twitter. Uh, Oscar Should have gone to on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, as Megan said, please rate and review us. Talk about her hair. Um, we will be back in a couple weeks for our annual The Oscar Should Go To episode. Oh, I'm we'll be so talking excited. about those 2021 Best Picture nominees, probably a couple other films from the year as well. Um, so we look forward to talking to you again then. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>